With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi and welcome to everybody. This is your this is Ibrook's Wednesday Bulletin. I'm joined by Chris. How are you getting on today, Chris? How are you doing, lads? Thanks for having us. And uh, our very own Reese Cochrane. Uh, I'm sure this will be as exciting as always. Reese, how are you getting on? Aye, all right, mate. All good. Just counting down the days. I know that's it exactly. Well, there's uh, plenty to to be talking about today. A lot's happened since we were last uh, live on Monday. Um, you know, we've got the uh, Calvin Bassey, that's him officially off to Ajax for a deal worth 23 up to 26.5 million euros uh, in add-ons and a 10% sell-on clause that came from direct from, from the Ajax website, which I thought was quite funny. Um, we've also brought in Ben Davis from Liverpool, that's a reported fee of 3 million with 1 million in add-ons. Rangers were, were hot on and off the pitch uh, yesterday, defeating West Ham in a 3-1 friendly. And uh, as I'm sure pretty much all I've spoken about today to a lot of Rangers supporters is the, the news of the BBC statements. But before we get into all that, I always like to start off with a wee on this day. And on this day, we signed Martin Waghorn and James Tavernier for 200 grand from Wigan. Uh, I remember uh, Tab's first game from, for, against Burnley. Um, and, he, and he stood out like a sore thumb, but I suppose that wouldn't be hard to do, given that Danny Wilson and Rob Kiernan and Nicky Law were in that team. But he's been on to score 90 goals, 116 assists, and, and all the time he's been at Rangers. What would this have been to you then, Rhys? Uh, he's been brilliant for signed. I think it's quite telling that him and Wycombe are both signed, and I think Wycombe probably the most excitement yeah. among the fans, just because he was a striker and stuff, but... Aye, Tav's had a brilliant time at Rangers in seven years. He's been, I can't believe it's seven years. And I think he's went from playing with the likes of Dean Shields to guys like Ryan Kent and Morelos. And obviously we've just sold a player for 23 million who played in the same team as Tav. You could never have thought that at the time. But I started like a house on fire. I remember the Hibs game as well. I'm sure he scored a couple. And 
that yeah, free kick and I uh, he, he started like a house on fire and he's been brilliant ever since. Why come? Not so much. <laughs> yeah, I think that's very fair. But yeah, he's, I don't think anybody would have predicted that he would have gone on to have the, the career that he's had at Rangers. Right, we'll get stuck into it then. Uh, give me a couple of minutes to, to get these statements out of the way. Um, the BBC, and I could not believe it that the BBC released a statement on their Twitter, um, says a disagreement between BBC Scotland and Rangers FC has limited the BBC's ability to report from Ibrox Stadium over a long period of time. BBC and Rangers FC have now agreed that this is in the best interest of the BBC's audience and Rangers supporters everywhere for the BBC and the club to resolve the dispute and provide the fullest possible coverage for all Rangers matches. The BBC is committed to reporting the Scottish Premiership fully and fairly across all clubs, however, recognises that the club has genuine concerns about accuracy and balance of some coverage. BBC acknowledges that there have been occasions when parts of the coverage and Rangers FC have not met its editorial standards. It has apologised for those instances and is happy to apologise now. We look forward to a positive and ongoing relationship with the club. And then Rangers put out a statement um, tweeting or retweeting that, uh, saying we acknowledge the recognition of the past errors and an apology from the BBC Scotland and the recent <laughs> apology from Michael Stewart. Um, reporting on football matches at Ibrox will recommence at the beginning of the season 22-23. That's quite, uh, it's quite something, I think, for, for, the, for the publicly funded national broadcaster to be coming out and, and apologising, especially after all these repeated years of, of Rangers saying that we're not happy with the coverage. Um, to my knowledge, that we didn't ever ban anybody. We just withdrew press access, I think, for, for an individual. And, and this is sort of self-imposed by the BBC. So firstly, what, what do you think of that hellier statement from the BBC, Chris? Everyone, everybody wants a bit of Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> In all, no, in all seriousness, it's about time they, they back down and recognise the error of their ways. Uh, I think they, they, uh, we were in the Europa League drawing, they've not had any access to like any of that last season. Uh, it's a good victory for the board, but I'm a bit sceptical. We'll see how it goes next season, I think. But for a national broadcaster, as you said, to come out and have to say that uh, they have they've been unfair treating one of the top two teams in the country. Then I mean, it's no met ethical standards either. It's just a farce of it. But as I said, it's a good victory for the board, and they've they've backed down big time to us. Yeah, and Reece, what's your thoughts on this? Do you think that the, the Rangers board, you know, um, King and Park, uh, Park maybe in particular, do you think they've been vindicated in in their criticism and in the stance that, that they've taken against the BBC recently? See, to be honest with you, I'm not too clued up on what the dispute was between Rangers and the BBC. I just remember the march yeah. at Hamden um, about the Bias Broadcasting Corporation uh, that was on the big picket sign, but there was that. And then I've never really been a fan of Chris McLaughlin. I'll name check him because I think he was <laughs> the individual that was banned from Ibrox as a member of the BBC. And I always found it funny that he would be standing like across the road at the wee pitch like reporting for outside and what was going on inside and never had access. So it was quite funny in that regard. But aye, it's bridges have been built again and it's just going to help us promote the club on a bigger platform. And see, to be honest, that's appealing to sponsors and stuff like that as well. So mm-hmm. if we can get on more platforms and grow as a brand, then it'll help us out in the long run. I'm sure James Busgrove's somewhere rubbing his hands together. Yeah. 
I mean, it's it's a difficult act because I always remember like growing up listening to the BBC, especially for for coverage of the games and especially sometimes post match analysis. But it's I don't know, Chris. I mean, I've got uh, my my cousin's husband down in England. He's he's well into football, big Newcastle supporter. And every time I'm, I'm talking to him about it, especially during the the Gerard reign, he was stunned that there was no never interviews with Gerard and the BBC and. Like it, it was, it's crazy, isn't it? Even talking about it, that wasn't happening. So, I mean, do you are you positive about this? Do you think it can can only can it, can it benefit Rangers that we have the BBC back in, or, or are you still slightly sceptical that maybe some of the the um, the people that they've said you know the coverage wasn't accurate and it wasn't uh, ethical? Are they still going to be commenting in Rangers games going forward? What what's your thoughts on that? I'm still scared, but obviously it's due to the individuals. It, it can only be good for us if they are, are going to give us fair, fair reporting, and it obviously gives us more publicity in that. I think the BBC is more, more for the older generation. Like, yeah, quite, I think that will be that will help the older generation that can be tuned in in that. Uh, I used to enjoy listening to Rangers when the if you're driving somewhere on BBC Scotland, but no, like for years now you're driving along. No mention, as I said, we were never ever in the league. So, uh, hopefully, men's bridges, as Reece said. Yeah, hopefully it does and we can we can move forward from what I think has been quite a, an embarrassing affair for, from the BBC. So, Reese, we'll, we'll come to you in this one. Uh, the last night, Rangers played West Ham in a friendly. Uh, they were defeated 3-1. Um, we'll maybe touch on, on, the, on the first half a wee bit. Um, what was your, your thinking in general in, in terms of the starting 11 for, for Rangers and how do you think that Rangers played in that first half? I liked it. It seemed that we were going to be a really strong team. It looked like what wouldn't be a kicking a backside away for what will be our starting 11 against Livingston. I think G will did to that and press it after it. Mm-hmm. But if that is to be the starting 11, then I'd be pretty worried because the first half was diabolical. I mean, I had my pal texting me saying, get Jack and Wright back to Aberdeen. And all that. But I thought Ryan Jack had been exposed in the press or something the way he was going on over it. But yeah. no, um, I think it was just a poor first half. Wright and Jack didn't impress. And when they were both replaced at half time, I think it's quite telling that we went on and battered them. And the players that stepped in in their place, new signings, was good to see that it worked out quite well for us. Chris, I, I, we'll stick with that, that first half. Uh, a player that I particularly want to talk about is John Sutter. Obviously, he played in, in the left side of central defence. Um, what, what was your thoughts on, on how he played in that first half yesterday? Do you think he did well? Do you think there's room for improvement? Uh, were you impressed by what you saw of him? I think he was OK in spells. Uh, I think the Antonio chance, I don't know what was going on with the centre-backs there. Looked so much room. Yeah. He had between them. I'm not sure what was going on. Uh, quite like the idea of seeing the two of them together. And I thought him and Borna liked up quite well down the left. Yeah. But uh, I think he's maybe got a, a bit of a competition with Sands for that third choice for me, I think. Yeah. I know a lot of people are saying Suter's coming in, but I think also we'll talk about Davies later on. I don't think we're spending that kind of money on a, a centre-back and no playing him. So I think Suter yeah. could be competing with Sands for the third spot. 
Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you on that one. That's certainly something I think we'll come to, to later on. Uh, Reece, we'll, we'll stick, I know, we'll stick just with the first half, I think, in that. Um, and a player that, that Chris mentioned yesterday, obviously Bassey's uh, onto Pastor's new Ajax. Um, but we seem to have a, <laughs> a bit of a new left-back yesterday. I saw a, a West Ham fan account tweeting, who's this left-back for Rangers? Because he looks quite tidy. Um What's your thoughts on, on Borna Barisic? Do you think that goal in the in the Blackpool games done in the world of good? I I seen the tweet. I think it was uh, the guy was quoting Michael Jackson. I think he was saying he he <laughs> looks like a player and all that, and he he looks good. And he was a bit like right, okay, but I was a, it was a good performance for Borna last night. Um, he, he seems to really be getting back into his confidence, and a lot's been made about him being a confidence player. Obviously, that nightmare at Sharkhead last season, but. He seems to be kicking into gear again. I don't know if it's maybe having more Croatians in the dressing room just with the arrival of Cholak and stuff. Mm. So it could be that Kathy is back as well. They've got the band back together and we're going to have some wee clique in the squad. But mm-hmm. I think he's looked good. And just to touch on Chris's point, I was watching the game last night going, who's at left centre-back? I think I wrote in our chat, who is it? Because I thought, is that Suter? I looks quite good. And no, it looks too lean to be Suter. It was Sands who I spent the entirety of last season slaughtering, saying send them back. No, he was useless, but looked quite tidy last night. But I mm-hmm. Borna was probably one of the standouts in the first half, and I looked a really good player last night. Yeah, and and based on what you said there and how well he played, um, do you think that we need cover for that left back position, or would you be happy going into the new season with with just Borna Barisic? No, I wouldn't be happy just with him um, at left back. I think at least cover maybe somebody to grow into the role the way Bassey done. Maybe know somebody to knock him out of the starting eleven straight away. But then again, for what we're seeing the day that we'll touch on later on, it could be happening. I don't think we're going to spend money on a player mm. like Chris says about Davies on a left back and he doesn't replace Bomber because I've said for ages, Barisic is defending in previous seasons has just looked like can I stand halfway between pressing and sitting off and just hope the ball hits you? Like, you just kind of stand there and freeze you as if, right, hit me with now. Yeah. And half the time it doesn't work, half the time it does, but guys deliver his spot on. So if you need, if you're attacking and you've got the ball all the time, ideal, play Borna, but if you're defending, he's no ideal. Yeah, we've got, we've got a couple of comments coming here on, on, the, on the live chat. Uh, Cameron Morin says Borna could open a tin of beans with his left leg but he's not got the mentality and uh, Paul McGarrigal here says I nearly knocked down Borna Barisic Thursday afternoon in my Lux fan well if, if Borna put in a performance like that uh, on Tuesday I think your Lux fan would have taken a hell of a dent in it there Paul but um, we'll move on to the second half Chris um, there was three subs introduced we had Lawrence Matondo and James Sands all came on made an impact pretty quickly in, in terms of what was going on. I know we were sort of briefly talking about it offline. The, the, it was the first, I can't remember, was it the first goal where it started off in the left-back position for Born and Sands? What was your, your thinking behind that goal and, and how impressed were you with the way that, that those guys integrated into the team? It's heart and mouth stuff. That it was going to, it's going to be heart and mouth stuff to watch throughout the season. I think John McLaughlin has a couple of dodgy... Georgie had touches in that, but I think the with Sands taking the ball and he's he's beat the press with the wee dink into the middle of the park. I'm not sure who took it, maybe Lundstrom. Uh, we've ended up breaking down and getting the goal for it in the line. I think we pinged the ball a bit brilliantly last night. Matondo, which 
well, we spoke about it last Wednesday, absolutely mm-hmm. rapid, and now we're seeing it in the flesh. Uh, I think the one where he, he nipped in and intercepted the ball, I think the guy had about five yards on him and he still went <laughs> yeah. to the ball. Uh, and I think he's, he's got a really good touch for somebody with that pace, usually when you've got somebody mm-hmm. that's that fast. They've got a honking touch, like Sakala as well, but I think last night he, he took the ball in for lunch from his Brought it down well, played it out wide as well. Uh, I think yeah. it looked really good. And and Reese, uh, we'll come to you on this. Um, Tom Lawrence, I thought yesterday he was excellent. Uh, two assists, a goal. I think he's somebody that we've been crying out for um, for a long, long time. Just maybe sitting in that that ten position, as as Chris alluded to there, that. He, some of the balls that he took in, he was controlling them fantastically and just pinging them out out uh, wide just for Matondo to run onto or Tav to run onto. What do you think the impact of, of Lawrence is going to be uh, in the team next season? I, I think it will be it'll be promising if he can continue it when it matters because as with everything in pre-season, you need to take it with a bit of a pinch of salt. I mean, I've seen it beat Chelsea 2-0 in pre-season <laughs> and then lose the Zero league when Aye, it was that exact one. We beat them. We went on to lose the league, and Chelsea won it down south. So it's a bit temple expectations a bit, but in first view, and he did look really good. His match experience and match intelligence is probably what's going to help us. And you can tell he's an experienced player. And I was thinking about this this morning. I think he's probably one of the only out and out winners that we've got in the squad. Mm-hmm. And you look at the guys we've brought in. A lot of the guys we've got remaining. There's none that really have had success in their career. There's none that have really won a lot, mm-hmm. to my knowledge anyway, other than maybe a few. But I think Lawrence has got that bit of grit about him that the likes of Lundstrom have got that they're not going to play a draw or be satisfied with a draw. They'll be devastated with And that's mm-hmm. the exact character you need at Rangers that I think we might be lacking at the minute, but hopefully we get integrated into the boys as soon as possible. Yeah, and Chris, for you, Tom Lawrence, what, what do you think his impact will be on the on the team next season? Are you do you think that we've been um, lacking that that position, that that role in the team, somebody that can sort of link up between the defence and the and the forward? And do you think he'll have a good season? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I think he looks he good in the ten position, but I think he could play deeper. I said that last week too because he has got that bit of grit about him. Uh, he took his goal well last night; it was a good finish. Mm-hmm. And I think with the runs to the, for the edge of the box, we've been crying out for that for years. Like Lampard used to do it every week. We've not had a player yeah. like that for the years. Obviously, different class for Lampard, but it's promising now. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's um, I, I, I'm really excited by Tom Lawrence. I, I think he might be this quietly quietly go as, the, as maybe the pick of the bunch. I just I thought yesterday, and he was. I know it's we'll caveat it with it was a preseason friendly albeit against very good opposition, but the way that he was taking things in and, and it, it was the speed of the attack going from, from forward uh, back to front. I just think he's that wee missing piece in, in the jigsaw, so to speak. And I think with with the fact that we've put pace in the wings, we've got Kent, Matondo and, you know, Sakala, Alfie, Cholak, who will come on to next. Uh, I, think, I think it's a really good addition to the squad. Um Reece, he didn't score. I think he was pretty unfortunate. Um, I can't remember the boy's name for West Ham in the first half, but it was a great recovery tackle. But uh, a lot, of, a lot of the supporters, he got a stand innovation when he came off. Was was Antonio Cholak? Um, how do you think he played last night? Uh, especially his movement off the ball and, and taking it in. He was just, he was just a right nuisance, wasn't he? 
Aye, done well. I should go for about for a while. I think it was Aguerd that was the West Ham boy. Twenty five odd million on him. The guy actually injured himself in the tackle while he was doing it. It was on Sky Sports this morning, and uh, I, I, he did prove a bit of a handful. But until he starts scoring, then do you know what I mean? I seen Joe Garner make you sell a handful, but couldn't score either. So it's it one of them. He's got to start scoring goals. Um, obviously, there's no pressure on him today in pre-season. I'd rather he scored 15, 20 in the league than 10 in pre-season. But, yeah. as I say, it's, it, it is a lot in progress. It will take him time to familiarise with the team. And aye, With the likes of Lawrence and Matondo, I reckon I'll be getting that Welsh flag back up. <laughs> yeah, at least you've got your money's worth out of it anyway, that's for sure. Uh, and Chris... Do you think that, that Cholak is, is good enough to, to spearhead our attack, at least until, well, I'm assuming, until Alfie's fit again? Do you think he'll fit well into that system with, I'm going to assume, based on the second half performance, that, that we will see Matondo and, and Kent on the wings? I think I, w- I was dying to see him with Kent, Matondo and Lawrence in behind him, I think. Yeah. The first half, he was starved of service. He was they yep. were just chasing loose balls. But... He presses well. He's going to cause a lot of teams problems with the press. We'll get a lot of goals for that. I think he's, he's took a bit of a hard time online. I've seen folks saying, oh, he's just not good enough already because he's no scored. But if he puts in that work rate every week, he's going to be a fan favourite. He's got the standing ovation last night. And I think the, the goals will come once the, the season starts. Yeah, I think he's going to be a decent signing for us. All the, all the Croatian strikers have been decent for us so far. That, that's very true. I, yeah, for what it's worth as well, I thought I thought his movement off the ball was was absolutely excellent, especially for 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 Ryan Kent's goal. He just he just drifted five yards to the right and he just created that space for for the ball to be played into into Lawrence. And I thought it was really really clever. As although he didn't go on the score sheet, I think he played a part in a, in a couple of the goals last night. Um, Reese, I think the next player that I'm quite keen to talk about, you got the, the inside scoop on for, <laughs> for this is Ibrooks. Um, maybe gave him a helping hand um, scoring his debut goal, but Rabi Matondo, that was, that was quite an impact, wasn't it? It was very uh, obvious from, from the off when he came on that he had, I knew I heard people talking about him being fast, but I was not expecting him to be that fast, Reese. Uh, oh, my mate, Rabi. Uh, I was talking to him the other day. Um, if viewers or listeners are watching, then um, it'll be on our social media. I met Rabi Matondo at my work the other day. And uh, I just kind of briefly started talking to him. And it was funny. It was after the Champions League draw, I said to him, about uh, USG. I was like, oh, are you buzzing with the draw? And he was like, ah, oh, yeah, it'll be good. Hopefully you're through in that. I didn't realise, or it totally slipped my mind. He's actually played against them just last season. Oh, of course. He was in loan in Belgium, so he, we've yeah. got inside knowledge on them already. <laughs> but uh, I, I was saying to him, like, the thing we're missing in a fair fans' perspective is shooting. Like, we've got so many wingers that will mess about with it and try and pass the ball in too often. Nobody really takes a shot. We've said it plenty of times before, so... I was saying to him, I just shoot, mate. Something will take a nick or something. It will get a deflection, whatever. Shoot. And he must have listened to this because he bagged one against West Ham last night. So, yeah. Uh, good start. That's it. Uh, that's it, exactly. Chris, a couple of things about Rab Matondo I'd like to discuss was, um, other than his pace, was I thought that given how fast he was, his control of the ball was 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 really, really good. Um, thought, you know, for the... 
for the Lauren school especially, uh, just lifting his head up and, and just picking the ball out. I think that's something that we've we've lacked for a wee while. Another thing that I was going to say about him was the goal that he scored, number one, Lawrence didn't, they only got an assist for it. There's no chance Lawrence meant that. But for him to be in the box, to have a defender so close to him, to have the wherewithal to, to realise that it's a slip up, the ball's coming to him, to control it, and then to get the power on the shot from such a you know short position from his foot being away from the ball, I, I thought it was an excellent goal and I thought he had an excellent game in pre-season yesterday. Nah, he's done well to, gen- to generate that power for that distance. Uh, I think just a wee bit of composure in the final third, that's what we've been lacking for, a wee, for at least last season anyway. Just getting into the box, getting his head up and picking a pass rather than just hitting a, a hopeful ball and hoping somebody's on the end of it. Uh, he's lightning, as I was saying earlier, I think when you've, you've got players that fast, sometimes they don't have a touch or they don't know how to use their pace, but he looks as though he knows exactly how to use it. And I thought yeah. he did the defensive side quite well last night as well. He chipped in, in there. Uh, it was a pity. Maybe cemented that suit check. That was my only disappointment for last <laughs> night. That and uh, t- Tab Socks. I don't know what's going on there either. Yeah, that, that certainly seemed to cause a lot of controversy on Twitter, especially amongst the, the Rangers does. But um, yeah, I'm sure there's a reason for it. We'll find out in behind uh, one of the RTV videos at some point. Um, Graham Brown says in the comments that he says they, they only... We need to sign Usain Bolt as he's the only one that can keep up, <laughs> up with Rabi. I don't think you might be too far away from the truth there. Um, Chris, we'll, we'll, we'll stick with you on this as well. Um, James Sands was, was the third of those substitutions to come on. It's the second game in pre-season that we've seen him slot uh, into that left centre-back role. We know that when he was brought over from New York City, Van Bronckhorst discussed it in, in his pre-match uh, or his press conference when he was unveiled as a signing that he can play centre-half. I think a lot of us expected him to, to play in the midfield, but I think he's done quite well. I thought in the Blackpool game he was good, had quite a few good touches um, and I thought yesterday he didn't look too shabby at all. What's your thinking on on, on Sands and do you think we're going to see a, a bit more of him than, than what we expected uh, at the start of the season? I like him. I think he's going to be a big player this season. This will be his breakthrough season. Uh, I said last year as well, I thought there was a player there and he, again he got a hard time for the fans but I think we should be looking at John Lundstrom and Giving players a wee bit of time. He's only a young guy. He's coming mm-hmm. from across America. Totally different style of football. Demand the demands we're hearing that as well. He looks assured on the ball. Uh, can pick a pass out. I thought last night he looked a bit stronger than he maybe looked last year. I think he's bulked up. But mm-hmm. I think it was Antonio ran through and he just kind of muscled him off the yeah. ball. And he's look at the size of him. He's bullies uh, Premier League defenders constantly. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, maybe. If we do go to the back three a couple of times this year, I think we'll maybe look that way. And I think he he's impressed me more than Suter so far, I would say. I wouldn't be against making that a permanent move if the, the price was right. Yeah, that, that that's interesting. I, I, I echo those thoughts. And, and Reese, um I'm actually dying to hear what, what you're going to say about, about James Sands because uh, I, I know, if I, if I remember, you have been a bit critical of him in, in the past in, in the WhatsApp group chat. So do, do you... Envisage him playing more for, for Rangers next season at, at the back. And I know it's something we've talked about in podcasts. I've talked about it on the Sunday podcast um, about perhaps it's going to more of a back three or a back five next season. Uh, what's your thinking on that? I he impressed me last night to the point I was watching it thinking, is that Suter? No, it's, it's too skinny to be Suter. I was like, who? I actually wrote in the chat, who's that playing at left centre back? Because I thought he looked good. Um, 
he looks tidy, but the only thing, I, like, the reason I didn't like him in midfield was he was too safe. There was no progression with his passes. And see if he's decided centre-back and just kind of keep the ball, help us move it to more creative players or knock it to Goldson for him to ping a diag, then I'm more than happy for him to do that. Yeah, and um not sure exactly what, what the, the release clause in it. I've seen figures from 2.5 to, to 6 million. Reese, I know it's early and we've not played the full season, but would you be happy to to keep a guy like Sands in, in the team? Would you pay that for him at this moment in time? Depends how the finances are, mate. I don't think we'll ever find out exactly what it is. It'll be another undisclosed fee. Maybe no significantly undisclosed, but uh, it'll be an undisclosed fee for Sands, I think. So it's not coming out of my pocket. If Rangers want him, I'll trust you <laughs> to back him and sign him. Yeah. Um, Graham, is it, oh, sorry, Brian Harley says Sands was class. He looked calm and, and could pass the ball. And, and so what? I think, I think that's a fairly accurate He looked look reassured. Um, Chris, maybe the last player, and I maybe didn't mention this in, in the bulletin, but I want to talk about uh, Glenn Kamara. Um, I know, I think it was Craig and I, we, we went to the Red Star uh, game, and that was the first game that I can remember him being pushed a bit more further forward. I thought he, I thought he played really well yesterday. How do you see Glenn Kamara going forward in, in the future? And do you think that, that Gio is going to utilise him um, in that role in the league and, and probably in Europe as well? Didn't he? Until last night. I didn't think he suited Gio's style of play and I thought he would maybe be the next one at the door. But he was brilliant last night. He just goes about the game, does the easy job and you just don't really notice how good he is. I think he's one of the players that you only appreciate just how good he is until he has left us. Uh, I think Ryan Jack struggled last night. If I'm honest, I think he a lot of fans will disagree, but I think yeah. he'll struggle this year to uh, he'll play the, he'll play his part, but I don't think he's a starter. Uh, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against Kamara and Lundstrom in there. I thought Kamara, Lundstrom and Lawrence looked good as a three. Uh, but he was brilliant last night. Totally agree. And and Reese, do you think we'll be seeing Kamara further forward next year in, in Gio's system? Hopefully not, because he doesn't shoot. <laughs> I'd, I'd happily have him at the base of midfield. I think he's, he's again, he's tidy. What I like about Kamara is he's always turning with the ball. He's a progressor. He'll take the ball off a centre-back and turn with it rather than passing mm. it to a right-back. He'll turn with it and drive. He drives his forward. He's not the same as Lundstrom. If, I think, similar to what Chris says, if you've got Lundstrom's a ball winner, Kamara, he turn with it and progresses forward. Yeah. And Lawrence taking a play as that almost luxury 10 yeah. and obviously kick a few people while he's there, as he does, then I will balance midfield three. But that's a big shout, saying Ryan Jack's no starting. Hey, well, I know. But I think last night, I just think you were miles off the pace. Yeah, for, for what it's worth, I think it's it's make or break season for, for Ryan Jack. Has he got, is this his last year on his deal, I think, as well this year? Or is he going to be just left? But I, Maybe I, he'll kick on. I, I put a hit piece out on him when he was injured, saying like we need a couple of losses if he's not going to play. And within two weeks, he was back <laughs> in the starting lineup, and he was brilliant to, to the rest of the season. So maybe, in Europe. Uh, maybe, maybe he'll hear this podcast and shoot me down again. Hopefully, I, did you? You didn't happen to put a hit piece in Borna Barisic as well, because that seems to have worked a treat too. Eh? No, but I'll put a spin on the Borna thing. I was thinking about it today. Is there a chance he's maybe trying to put his sell in the short window where the transfer market's open? 
Well, I hope not, because then that means we'll we'll be looking for for, for two as, left backs. As Rangers fans, we never consider that MD wants to leave, but there was talks of wanting to leave in January, wasn't there? So maybe he's he's trying to put himself back in the market. But, yeah, but you never know. It's, uh, he'll struggle to he'll struggle to get a bigger club than, than Rangers. So I don't I don't know why you would you would want to leave, but. I suppose that I'll try and smoothly transition this. Speaking from yeah, one left back to another, that was announced that, that Calvin Bassey's officially left for, for 23 uh, million euros uh, and 3.5 million euros in, in, in add-ons. Reese, it's our record ever deal. It's it's an outstanding piece of business, and and I don't think there's a Rangers supporter that that's going to wish any ill will in, in Calvin Bassey. Uh, I, I envision seeing a couple of, of Bassey 33 tops <laughs> kicking about Ibrox next year as well. But we wish him all the best and he's been he's been a fantastic player for, for Rangers, hasn't he, Reese? Aye, he's been great. I read a tweet earlier on, somebody summing it up. In two years, he won the league, the Scottish Cup, played in a European final and became a record transfer. Who thought <laughs> that for somebody that was going to go back up left back? Do you know what I mean? But feel sorry for whoever at Leicester let him go. And... The Bassey 33 thing, I did text my dad that the day when he sent me, I thought oh, I might not get a wee thought with Bassey 33 in the back yet, but yeah. um, aye, big man will do well up there, as long as he, he improves his technique and that, then if he does well, it's only going to benefit us going forward. We negotiated yeah. our real sell on, so aye, it's a massive deal, massive club for him, nobody's going to hold that against him, it's a fantastic deal for I'd say everybody involved, to be honest, because Ajax are probably going to need him at the back, considering I think he'll play through the middle there. Mm-hmm. And with his pace, there's not going to be many people in Holland that will outpace him. Yeah, it's, it's a deal that needed to happen, just purely because, as I said, the, the board's been banging on about the, the player trading model, and it now shows that, that Rangers are a club that you can come to and you can go to move on to, to a club like Ajax um, and, and really progress your career. So, yeah, um, Chris, the, the next talking point is uh, Ben Davis. He was un, unveiled with, with Malik Tillman um, before before the game last night. Watched a wee bit of his, of his interview in Rangers TV. I think lot, like a lot of um, English players, he said the old... I didn't really know, you know. Everybody warned me that I, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to be aware of the size of the club. But thank you, he'll soon find out. Um, have you been impressed by the way that the board basically brought in partial cover for, for Bassey and and another centre half um, for from Liverpool for for what seems like quite a reasonable fee? And do you think he'll start? Yeah, I think he definitely start. We're not going to be spending four million. It's a lot of money for a club like us to spend on a guy that's not going to play. I think he spent similar fee on Goldson. So mm. I think they're looking for a left, left-sided left Goldson, basically. And if you can be, if you can put in seven or eight out of ten performances every week like Goldson does, then we're on to a winner. Yeah, I've no, I haven't ever seen him play, but apparently he's a good ball carrier, and good at passing it for the back. And I think, obviously, we've seen how we played last night. That's what G was going to be looking to do, I think. So... I don't know if he's a replacement for Bassi. I think Bassi would have been out on the left. I think maybe the new guy will link through with the replacement for Bassi. But yeah, uh, I think it might, might spell the end for Holanda, in my opinion. But yeah, yeah, I, I think I think you're I think you're not far away from the truth there as well. We've got a what is it six seven centre halves now effectively, and I think a couple of them are are going to get shipped out uh, if that's on loan or 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 they get sold. Uh, right, the last point, Reese. Um, 
just touched on it a wee bit there. Uh, Ridvan Yilmaz from, from Besiktas. There seems to be a wee bit of, of chat about him at the moment. Um, just a couple of things on him. He's had about 50 appearances for Besiktas, scored four goals, and he's, he's had five caps for, for Turkey. Um, he reported to be that Besiktas are looking for around €6 million Euros for him. Do you think this is the type of player that, that we should be looking at? And, and have you watched the, the YouTube video of him yet? And what, what's your thoughts on, on signing a guy like him? I've not seen anything on him, to be honest with you. I've seen, obviously, the reports and the links today. Um, to be totally honest with you, playing left-back for Turkey isn't that great uh, an achievement for me personally. I backed him in, in the last Euros and they were dug me. But yeah. um, I think... Six million euros, and I say this to my pal today. Six million euros for me is a lot of money for us to spend. I know we've just made a lot of money, but it's still going to be one of your highest ever spends on a player for that money. And is it a game winner? Is it going to be somebody that's the difference between winning the league and no winning the league? Mm-hmm. For that kind of money, that's what the expectations will be. I'm not sure a left back is worth that amount to a club like us. It might be the case that we bring somebody into transition that's better, but if he signs, I'll back him and I'll totally support the board and the coaching staff and whatever decision they make because they'll know what alternatives are worth as well, what the going rate is and whether it's good value for money or no going forward. Yeah, I I, I agree with you to, to an extent there, but if, if I think if, if six million is a fee in Geo and, and Boss and, and um, the board basically think it's going to make a difference, uh, and we've got the money. I think I think we should go out and, and spend it. But that just about wraps it up for tonight. I think we've uh, fit in quite a lot there and, and hopefully done it justice. I'd just like to thank Chris and, and Reese for joining us tonight. Um, as always, just remember that we've got our show live bulletin on Friday with, with Adam and the podcast on Sunday with Scott. Um, one on Fridays at seven o'clock, one Sunday at eight o'clock. Just remember to find us on all the usual channels uh, and you can get all the latest Rangers news from, from Mrs. Ibrooks. Remember, we're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Remember to give us a like and subscribe. Thanks everybody for watching again and we'll see you again soon. Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.